Okay. A lot of you got mad at my last review. I'm really sorry if I ruffled your feathers, whatever. Let's talk about one that I really already really like. Welcome, all fellow wannabes. Welcome to the channel. Welcome to the Wannabe Critic. I am Gabriel Fast, and I do claim to be the Wannabe Critic. Um, I appreciate you stopping by today. I appreciate you taking the time to uh, watch this review. This is, of course, part of the the uh, review series I've kind of been doing to kind of, you know, cross-promote my podcast and my YouTube channel, which is called Foo and Review. It's where I go through each Foo Fighters album in an order of my choosing, and I try and give my thoughts in full wannabe fashion. Opinions are my own, and uh, I just, I love the Foo Fighters. I thought this would be a really cool project, so here we go. Today we are reviewing the Foo Fighters' third full-length LP, which is entitled There's Nothing Left to Lose. Now, I do have to be kind of honest with you. I came into this album a little bit later in my Foo Fighters uh, game, I guess. Um, I really, the first records I really listened to were Wasting Light, you know, religiously listened to were Wasting Light, um, as well as The Color and the Shape. But I'd always listened to the Greatest Hits album, but I never really knew like what what songs were from what record and and vice versa. So, you know, it was, it was kind of cool at, to, to come back to that record later on. Funny story for you, I thought I had the entire thing but it turns out whatever my dad had on his computer, uh, he actually didn't have the entire album. So I actually listened to that album out of order for a really long time until uh, my cousin, he bought the CD from a, uh, a local secondhand uh, music shop and popped it in the um, CD player in my car. And lo and behold, uh, a different song than what I was used to hearing started playing first instead of the song that I thought I was going to hear. So once I realized it was a completely different experience than what I was used to, I actually, you know, got really into the record and started listening to it a lot more. And it ended up turning into one of my favorite Foo Fighters records. Not only do you have the album starting off with an absolute banger of Stacked Actors, which is kind of an underrated song in my opinion. I feel like it doesn't get as much love as it should. Then you have all these songs laced throughout the record that keep you engaged and ready and wanting to listen to more. It just makes it really easy to just kind of keep that record on repeat at all times. I mean, you're talking about songs like Breakout, Learn to Fly, Generator, Next Year even. I mean, there's all these awesome songs that really have a really nice way about them. And it's kind of cool how, you know, all these engaging songs are sprinkled throughout the record, but there's like a definitive, like more rockish first half and then kind of a more like chill back half, but it's still got a nice mixture and kind of like the, it's a nice marriage of those two things of kind of just being laid back and, you know, the rockier side of things, so to speak, really brings you that alternative vibe. You know what I mean? Dave Grohl talks about this record and how they, you know, he bought a house in, in Virginia and um, they recorded it in his basement. And, um, you know, he talks about how he recorded all the vocals from a couch and like there's a really laid back vibe to the album and how you can really hear it. And lo and behold, whenever you're comfortable and you already have quite a bit of a following and you know you're going to get your music out there and you're in a, you're a good headspace and you make like a really good record, surprise, you end up winning some Grammy for it. The band ended up winning three Grammys the year that this came out, and Dave Grohl talks about how he was so absolutely proud of this album. 
It seems like there was a certain tightness to the band and a certain vibe that this particular record brought to the table that none of the other records to date really have done. And I think it was because, you know, in the Foo Fighters documentary, they talk about how there was just three of them at one point and there was, you know, just three guys kind of doing this thing. And Taylor Hawkins, the drummer, talks about how he tried so hard to keep you know, the band a trio for that period of time. But seemingly whenever you have three people that are kind of on the same page, it can be hard whenever maybe one person isn't as on the same page. But it's like, if I know I can do that fourth person's part, then why wouldn't I just do it myself if I'm just trying to make an awesome record? Which I, I don't know if that was the mentality, but I could totally see that being the case. Dave Grohl talks about how he wanted more to be incorporated moving forward, and then that sound kind of lost its touch as time moved on and the Foo Fighters began to do different things. I don't have a lot of negatives about this record. Um, I, you know, I've, I've made the argument that it was like, oh, there's only a few good songs on this album, and that's why it's good or not good, whatever. I feel like all of these songs are generally pretty good, and, you know, there's not a ton that I ever really skip. There's a few that I'm not really uh, crazy about, like Stitches, not crazy about it, it's okay. Um, but I, I don't get, I, I don't really get tired of listening to this album and I don't really get tired of the feelings that, it, the, the things that it makes me feel. I think it's a very well-rounded experience that any vinyl collector should probably have. I mean, it's a, it's a top-notch record with some iconic songs on it that, uh, you're going to find yourself spinning and it's a uh, highly enjoyable. I really don't think you'd be skipping a ton of songs, uh, you know, if you decided to listen to this, but. As far as the score goes, I'm going to give this an 8.5 out of 10. It just feels like a solid score. I give it that score because I, I, while there are very iconic songs and, you know, they were like very in the pop rock, not pop rock, but they were just very more popular rock songs at the time. I don't think that, you know, at this point in time, the Foo Fighters had really turned this particular genre on its head, you know, and really started to innovate it and all these things. I do think that there was a specialness to this album, and I think it's a very solid listen, but it doesn't just break the mold of being this, you know, incredible thing. Like, I know I talk about Queens of the Stone Age all the time, but it didn't really do something like what Songs for the Deaf kind of did. It didn't really innovate. It just kind of made what was already there better. Whatever diamonds were left in the rough, it kind of brought them to the fold and made them really, really shiny. While still giving a sense of wanting to do better the next time. But all around, super solid, very little complaints. You should check it out. What do you think of whenever you are listening to There's Nothing Left to Lose? Do you like the record? Do you like the Foo Fighters? I mean, what, what are your thoughts? Definitely let me know in the comments below. I would seriously appreciate it. You know, this is obviously... Uh, just for fun. It's it's really fun to practice giving your opinions whenever you do run a web show. And um, I feel like the best way to do it is to talk about things you really, really are passionate about and things that you don't really know a ton about. So I'm um, trying to do a mix of that here. And uh, I really love the Foo Fighters. So I thought I would talk about it. You can, uh, you can check out uh, my website if you want to learn more about any of the projects I have going on. It's called wannabecritic.com. I would seriously appreciate your support. We got all kinds of stuff there. Our podcast schedules, like the schedule for the YouTube channel, you know, more information about the projects that, you know, the people that are a part of the projects and things like that, you might really enjoy it. We even have merch if you want to buy a t-shirt. So that's cool. Thank you for tuning in and thank you for preparing yourselves for a plethora of hot takes and potentially unpopular opinions. I'm Gabriel Fast. I will always be the wannabe critic.